0: Welcome to Minding Your Mind, a weekly show for those looking for new thinking about old knowledge in the areas of time, living, success, health, love, and happiness. Can we be more mindful about embracing life? Of course we can. But are we? If you are, you're good. If you're not, now is always the right time to start if you're not sure you are and are curious then it's time for you to mind your mind in fact throughout the series you will need to mind your mind because we will be talking about life as it happens in the areas i mentioned in some cases and under certain circumstances i will provide you with the mind food you can use It's now o'clock. Let's dig in. Hello, I am your host, William Garcia, philosopher and author of the book titled Now O'Clock, Being Mindful It Always Is. I start with getting death as a preoccupation or concern out of the way. I have my own perspective about how and when, and I will share it with you. I will also talk about embracing life from a perspective that will move you to answer what it means to do just that. How you feel about the inevitable and where it is, if at all, on your list of life's concerns. If it is not a concern, I believe your embrace is tight and as it should be. Maybe you should stop listening now and go on with your life as you should. Of course, if you stay to listen with everyone else i would appreciate it thanks i'm almost sure though that there is something here for you too maybe as i said before a fresh perspective curiosity is a good thing be curious i believe that to embrace life fully and truly we must whenever it comes to mind overcome or at least control the fear of the inevitable. We must come to terms with the reality that it is part of life and use this reality to embrace life itself. As I said before, I would like to get death out of the way and focus on other topics of interest for the remainder of the podcast series though there is no positive or negative that we know about death for some of you I imagine it is an uncomfortable topic perhaps because of experience or because it is something you may be coping with I experienced death a few times in my life and I understand and empathize so I would like you to hear me out listen to what I have to say and you will come away with a fresh perspective and the courage to live with a new confidence a confidence that will make a positive change in your daily life going forward the confident to embrace life with a new passion I hope to set you on a path to being a better you living a better and happier life just keep an open mind as you listen you'll be glad you did along the way And to add perspective, I will share some of my own original quotes. I think you will like them. I think you will find them very inspirational. You will know they are mine because I title my quotes. Meanwhile, as you listen, I only ask that you be curious and keep an open mind. You don't want to miss anything here. What I talk about is more about life and living. However, before we go there, let's put death where it belongs for now. Behind us. The truth is, I am going to run out of life. And you are going to run out of life. Sounds simple, right? Not really. Not really. First, Let me tell you why I say we are all going to run out of life. I do because we live as though it is time we run out of. We don't. This is just a self-perpetuating illusion. It is an illusion simply because reality shows us that time is an infinite element and that life is a finite experience. I just don't have time. Who said that? Don't answer. It's a trick question. I just did and said so many times in the past. I'm sure you have too. The truth is that we do not have what we do not get. Reality shows us that we do not get time. We're simply born in it. Therefore, we cannot run out of or have enough of what we think we don't have much less control or manage it. A quote titled Of Man and Fish Fish do not get water, and man do not get air. Each is born in its own element. Just the same, man nor fish get time, they're born in it. Unquote. Keep in mind that the real urgency of the moment is that we live and die in the present, in the now. And no one knows when death, the collector, will knock on our front door and ask for us by name. But you don't have to be home. Of course, I'm speaking metaphorically. Where you should be, however, is out there living the life you have chosen. You see, being alive and living are two different experiences. We don't have to do anything to be alive. All we have to do is breathe. In fact, we can't not breathe. It is an involuntary function of the body. But living, living is a doing proposition. Still, it makes no difference to death. It is an equal opportunity collector. Here's another quote titled, The Only Time. Now is that constant instant between the past and the future. It is the only time we live and the only time we can do something about almost anything. It doesn't matter whether we're having a good experience or a bad one. They are all many episodes we experience during our entire life's journey. A journey that has an end, so far as we know. Death, on the other hand, may be the eternal awakening on the other side of time. Who knows? On this side, our experiences do not survive us. When we run out of life, they end leaving only memories in the minds of those who share them with us. Many people live their lives with a conscious or subconscious fear of death. Ironically, some have their own special preference about how and when they would like to die. For example, some say they want to live to see the day their grandchildren graduate from college. Others say they want to die in their sleep. Still others say they don't want to die before a certain age, and on and on. You, too, may have your own want. Then there are those, I can't imagine there being more than a handful, who have plans for death and beyond. Now, I'm not talking about going to heaven or anything like that. I'm talking about those who want to have their post-mortem bodies flash-frozen with the hope that someday in the future, advancements in science and medicine will make the resuscitation possible. Hopefully, those bodies are donations to the science of cryonics. I think it's an interesting and intriguing idea. I also think it's a crazy one if those bodies were not donations, but people who have the ego and the financial means to afford such an experiment. Imagine, what if 50 years from the time you were made into a meat popsicle, it was possible to resuscitate you? What if, at the time, there was no one to claim you? You may end up in the custody of government scientists who would like nothing more than to study you, which may nevertheless be a good thing. But you would have gone from being a very pricey, defrosted meat popsicle to a common lab rat no thank you I'll take my chances with nature in a modern world death has become a multi-billion dollar industry and it has a life of its own morgues funeral parlors psychologists insurance companies and others thrive financially it's the business of death and we all find some benefit some convenience, some consolation, and some acceptance because of the services the death industry provides. As far as the death industry is concerned, well, it will continue to exist so long as there is a birth rate, so long as there is a human pulse. But again, why fear death? It is futile and irrational to fear this inevitable phase of life. Yes, I said phase because it must be. Otherwise, what is it? Still, I realize that it may simply be that we came to know life and that death is the inevitable passage to an unknown eternity. Regardless, I still think of death as simply a transition into the other side of time and not to calm a fear I might have. Instead, what I am is curious as to what is next. Furthermore, I believe the fear others have, perhaps yourself, may just be an anxious curiosity about the transition and not necessarily a fear of death itself. Aren't you curious? Meanwhile, as I live, I do not think of death as something to fear. Neither do I think of it as a foe. I live believing that death may very well be my last best friend. I live with the confidence that my best friend will be there to usher me through my transition into the other side of time, perhaps into another phase, dimension, timelessness, or nothingness. I don't know anyone who knows. Maybe it is unknowable. But I remain curious even after having pondered the idea. While I did, it occurred to me that the law of opposites may have some relevance here. For example, you can't know light if you don't know darkness. You can't know pain if you don't know pleasure. You can't know happiness if you don't know sadness, and so on. So here it is. Wait for it. Wait for it. You can't know life if you don't know death. But how can we know death? Is there such a thing as knowing in death? Is death at all the opposite of life? Does the law of opposites even apply? Or is it, as I suggested, simply unknowable? For now, I settle, as I imagine you have, for death as being inevitable and nothing more. Even so, I am no less curious. How about you? Still, and even though we all know that death is inevitable, too many of us drive through life with one foot on the gas pedal and the other foot on the brake. In case you do not realize it, People who are safety conscious die too. And people who live recklessly outlive them a lot of the time. You may want to check the statistics about that. But I will just check myself instead. I'm just not going to go crazy out there. For many, just the thought of death can be a bit scary. And the unknown usually is. But if you would overcome that fear and just live with the confidence to lift your foot off the brake more often and for a few moments longer, I'm willing to bet you're not going to run out of life any sooner. So what are you going to do? I suggest you just live along. Here's another quote titled, Open to Life. Stay open to life and don't let the fear of death close your living door. Confidently walk through your door every day and into the life you want to live. Expect that something good is going to happen to you today. Be mindful that the fear of death is merely a thought we can only entertain in the present living moment. It may be instead An anxiety we have about the future that may be at the expense of the now if we let it, and we shouldn't. There is so much living to do. Think about this. As far as the past is concerned, we cheat death every morning when we wake up, and every moment that passes as time elapses and until we run out of life. That's a whole lot of cheating, don't you think? I do. But it's a whole lot of good cheating. My curious and sometimes suspicious mind thinks of life as some sort of Russian roulette, where the mystery player in this game of life designed by God may very well be my last best friend. Until the game is played out, it's a new moment, a new day. But being awake is not enough. We should use the present wakeful moments to be mindful, to take the first full fresh breath of the day and be fully aware as we are and as everything is in the present positive tense. Thinking now, thinking positive. Awake with the daily expectation that something good is going to happen to you or to someone you love. Why not? If you think back, you will realize that most of the time and at the end of any given day, you were at least okay. And that going from okay to good was more likely than going from okay to bad on any given day. So always expect the best. And if you must settle for okay, I will call it a good day a day living with positive expectations. Regardless of whatever is happening in your lives, we should at least try to live the best life we can while being positive, passionate, and fearless. We should let more people and ideas into our lives. We should do something we have never done before or at least do something we have not done in a long time. It could be something as simple as finding your way to a place where you can see a sunset or sunrise. Maybe you can get a telescope and stargaze at night. I think that's cool. How about skydiving? I dare you. I double-dare you. Whatever you have in mind, you can only do now and on this side of time. Think of it as spicing up your life with a fresh or new ingredient. It will add more flavor to your life. You may as well live along while you are. There will always be death and there will always be fear. But there is too high a cost to bear when we live in fear of the inevitable, the unknowable. Unfortunately, too many people bear that cost and... Too often, for no good reason. Fear is a thief that will steal the precious moments from your life. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen anymore. If we are to live a full and wonderful life, it would be helpful to focus on and appreciate that life. To be grateful without the need to care about or be concerned about death slow down, take deep breaths, relax, and don't worry. You won't be late to your funeral. Listen, you don't have to carry the weight of the fear of death on your shoulder as you journey through life. You just don't. Instead, you want to be light on your feet as you stand in your door and face the sun. Step outside with the lack of any care or concern death may deserve. Keep your living door always open. And again, awake with the daily expectation that something good is going to happen. Let it be like the feeling you get opening a gift with a surprise in it. Every day is a gift with a surprise in it. Open each and every one you get. Think about it. Time lends us life and death always collect. That's just the way it is. I'm not making this up. But trying to live in the now with borrowed life and death on your mind is a waste of life itself. It is a loss of living expense you do not have to bear. There's just too much living to do. And as you know, you can only do it now the only time you have. Of course, there are times when we need to consider our own mortality. But those times are usually far and few between now and our last breath. Otherwise, to use any moment to feel, think about, or fear death is to miss the present forever. This is a cost we can never, and I mean never, Recover. Because every moment we live leaves us one moment less to live. Every day we live leaves us one day less to live, and that is one day less forever. From time to time, reflect on this reality. Therefore, we should always be in the tight embrace of life. The only thing we have and should always cherish i'm sure you've heard the phrase holding on to dear life haven't you when we were born most of us were welcomed into the loving embrace of our parents but as a child i don't recall happiness as being a conscious pursuit for the most part i was simply and naturally happy That was not a concern either. I just wanted to play. Happiness only becomes a pursuit as we evolve into what being adult means, and the fear of death became our nemesis. Listen, the sooner you take control over the fear of running out of life, or better yet, adapt a fresh perspective, the sooner you will realize a positive, happier, purposeful, and fulfilling life. Challenge death, not by living recklessly, but by living hopefully, purposefully, passionately, and fearlessly. Again, you don't have to carry the weight of the fear of death on your shoulder. But if it crosses your mind, think of death as a shadow behind you. Step outside with the lack of any care or concern it may deserve. Expect that something good is going to happen to you today. You have life now. Embrace it. Live it. Fortunately, a child still lives in us and we can still bring him or her out to play and again experience the wonders of the world and the life we choose to live. But there is a modern phenomenon we must work on, and that can make life and living better. Being in the real world, and in the here and now, we live an inordinate amount of our lives in a virtual world in cyberspace, where being human is not applicable. But if we're going to bring out the child in us to play in the real world, and we should... We're going to have to learn to disconnect from time to time. We'll talk more about this in the next episode. I will tell you how. Meanwhile, let us all do our part to make this world the beautiful place it could be. Let us do it for ourselves, our children, grandchildren, friends, and yes, for that stranger. Do I have to remind you that your best friend, and even your spouse, was first a total stranger to you? I guess I just did. Let us be kind to each other, or at least do no harm. Let us not judge. Let us respect each other. Let us treat the word love as a verb, to do for our loved ones those things that make them feel loved. As well, do something positive for yourself and share what it feels like. Let us live and let live. Let us live along and get along. Because when it is all said and done, it will be the same collector that knocks on our front door and asks for us by name. Meanwhile, we can still do small things that can make a big difference in the life of others and in ours when we do them for goodness sake. It can be like spreading a contagious ease, a positive act that does not need to be anything spectacular. It could be simply to say, I love you, or I'm here for you if you need to talk, okay? It could be the offer to bring someone a drink of water, a chair to sit on, a pillow to lie on, or any other ease you choose. It is true, the little and simple things in life do make a big difference. You know what I was thinking about the other day? We did not do a lot of hugging before now and especially during these times, we hug even less. And I understand. We do not shake hands as much either. But at least we can fist an elbow bump, and that's okay. I think it's cool and good enough for now. The force of life is what it is. Hopefully, and sooner rather than later, we will be hugging again, embracing life and one another. I can't wait. Remember, the fear of the inevitable is a loss of living expense we do not have to bear. That there is so much living to do, and now is the only time you can. Choose the life you want to live and live it as best you can. Set upon your journey with the daily expectation that something good is going to happen. Do what you can to make this world a better place, if only for goodness sake, and because we're all in it together. It's all about being human, and embracing life. It's now o'clock. Time to give life a big hug. In episode two, I will talk about why it is that so many people are living a choreographed life. The question is who or what is doing the choreographing? You will see that it is more a what than a who. The who is what it has conditioned us to be. I will introduce you to the what. There may be clues at my website, nowoclock.live. Be curious. There you will find more original, positive, inspirational, and thought-provoking content you can mind your mind with. Share what you find there and spread any idea you agree is worth spreading. There is something there, as there was here, For almost everyone. I hope there was for you.